If you like what we do and you want to throw us a few, go out to patreon.com slash y'all Yeah, that's patreon.com slash y'all Hey everybody! This is y'all heard. Woo! A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related. I couldn't think of anything good there. And this is a show where uh, two friends embark upon to embark upon. Yeah, right. Two friends. Two friends go out into the world and let it. Um, let it envelop them like a warm blanket, and well, I wish you just stopped there. <laughs> yeah, I I was running out anyway. <laughs> uh, in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. For example, if you don't know how to use a word correctly in something you're writing, just use a different word. <laughs> hey, it wasn't written, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not making fun of you. I think that's a good tip. Because it people is. always are so good at grammar, and that's because I was like, because if I don't know how to use something, I just don't use it. Yeah. Um, Peter, how are you? Um, I'm questionable because I'm old. You're questionable because you're old? Yeah, I uh, woke up and I was perfectly fine today. I sat down at my desk, I did some work, and then when I went to stand, I couldn't stand right, so my back is all effed up, and I can sit leaning forward, but I mm-hmm. can't sit leaning backwards. It sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, so... I heard magnesium spray is a hot new thing for pain. One of those Theraguns, the thing that, like, you shoot yourself with a bunch of uh vibrations <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i would kill for that that's way above what i'm willing to spend on anything definitely yeah so yeah. aside from that i guess i'm doing okay i uh i gotta figure out how to feel better before i go to my girlfriends today mm, well maybe <laughs> never mind i was gonna say some inappropriate <laughs> hey marissa how are you I feeling but to say that, uh, anyway, one, I feel like we're in normal moods and I wonder if it's cause it's so early before life is beating us down. <laughs> yeah. It, we're doing a lunchtime recording today and, yeah. uh, that's a little different than our usual, you know, like seven o'clock at night. We're both dead tired. And <laughs> yeah. Also, and we've, been, I just... we've been used up and thrown out by our jobs. Yeah. Like I've, drank too much coffee but also i'm tired i want coffee but it's too late and also i hate everyone in the world also i just turned around and there are spots on my wall i never noticed that are new and they look like blood um anyway uh all i have to share is that today uh i'm going wedding dress shopping with one of our loyal listeners cassie and after is getting married not you Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not me. Uh, oh, I said that like a woman afraid of a man. <laughs> um, and I have a 
party for my boyfriend after for his graduation. And my mom's like, oh, you have the party after? Oh, you're going to be exhausted. And I was like, the wedding dress shop is next to my house, and it's not my wedding. And she's like, you're just going to be so worn out. You should, like, redo your makeup. And, and I was like, what is what is involved <laughs> from me? Like, is something about to happen to me? All I'm doing that I think is sitting there and saying, that looks nice. Also, I hope there's champagne offered to me. But, yeah, like, can you think of anything that would, quote, wear me out other than walking there? I, uh, maybe she thinks you're going, um... You know what? I'm just going to say what came to mind, Marissa. Maybe she thinks you're going first mate shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lead assistant. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, no, I totally... Sh- I don't know. I just... And then my mother also messaged me like five times yesterday to say, don't wear jeans to the party. And I said, one, please stop. I was like, the older I get, just, I really don't like this. Even when it's the most innocuous thing, it's very annoying when you tell me what to do. <laughs> but two, I said I was going to wear a dress and he told me to wear jeans because it's casual. So I'm going to wear jeans. She's like, don't wear jeans. And I'm like, I don't even know these people. <laughs> Fuck these people. We're scrubs. <laughs> Really throw him for a loop. <laughs> oh, I like that. Anyway. Uh, who, me? I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to feel what it was like to be you guys today. <laughs> uh, so I'm doing fine, guys, because it's not late enough for me to hate everyone. <laughs> Icebreaker. Icebreaker. Pete. Who is a celebrity? that you just always want to know what they're up to. I know you're not big into celebrity news, but there's got to be someone that all the time you're like, what, you know, is their marriage still attacked or what are they starring in? Or just like, are they doing okay? Are they doing good? Who are they dating? You're going to have to go first on this one. I don't have an answer yet. I think, like, the only person that comes to mind that I sometimes, like, look up because I'm like, is this person involved in, in any new projects because I really like what they do? And um, the only, like, celebrity I could think of would be Katherine Hahn. I, I like her. and I knew um, you were going to say that. And her, her work. I'm trying to think. Of, like, there's other people that sometimes I'm like, oh, what's this person up to? But, like, I'm not usually searching celebrity websites and I'm not looking up is Catherine Hahn married. Catherine Hahn is married and has kids and um, somehow she's involved in the Adam Sandler vortex of, of something. Uh, you just said. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, like there's sometimes usually when I'm looking up, you know what somebody's up to, I'm hitting internet movie database to see if they're like working on anything new. And if anybody has any good alternatives to the internet movie database out there, please let me know because I use it a lot and I'm often reminded that it's an arm of Amazon and it makes me feel bad. (laughs) I didn't know that, but I never use that because I don't find its layout to be very like intuitive or easy to breathe. I just look at Wikipedia, which is so stupid. 
Um, this is meaningless to anyone, but I religiously will keep up to date on 90 Day Fiance people. I even, like, follow the Reddits, and I follow all these people that I hate. I like to hate look at them. Um, but as for, like, more famous people, I often want to see what is up with the love lives of, uh, what's her name? Diane Keaton, who no, nothing is ever up, no offense to her. <laughs> and, uh, I'm fascinated with Gina Davis and what her love, love life looks like. And at the age she has children and all this craziness. Um, and while I don't think I follow her on social media anymore, and I think I might have once, and I don't like to admit this, and I want to make it clear, I don't watch any of her shows. And I think that's why I like to keep up. I kind of like to know what's happening with Kim Kardashian. But I, like I said, never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Nothing. I just... How could you not know what's going on with Kim Kardashian? Yeah, I know. But like, I'll always read it. Because I'm just like, what, what the hell is... I don't know. I don't hate her like most people do. Um, there is like a strange curiosity with people like her where you're like, somehow this person became famous. Yeah. <laughs> somehow like, they're still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah her and the sister that's considered quote unquote the bigger one or something because she's not like stick thin I don't know I feel like she's got this like weird reputation but she still looks beautiful I follow them I'm uninterested on the middle one and I find the young ones intolerable and I find yeah I find all the Jenners intolerable but yeah just Kim Kardashian I don't I don't know why but that's embarrassing. Also, I like to see if Jennifer Aniston is dating anyone. I'm a trash person. <laughs> anyway, Pete, can't wait to hear what your topic is. In that respect, um, speaking of trash people. Okay, in that respect, somebody that like I look up once in a while. Again, like I don't know how to explain this right. I don't think that Lindsay Lohan is hot, but I do think that Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> really got messed up and like sometimes i do think i wonder what Lindsay lohan's up to is Lindsay lohan okay oh, so yeah. similar to the kardashian i would say she would be my my reality or like i guess trashy celebrity type of thing and last week they announced that she is going to return to acting by starring in a netflix christmas romantic comedy Oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, this needs to be, I don't know. We're going to have to do a watch along. We're going to have to risk <laughs> something. We need to come Guys, it might not be a big deal to you. It's a big deal to me and Pete and our friendship. The Phillips family Christmas party is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to have a virtual Christmas party where we all watch it from around the world. Yeah. I just <laughs> pretend we have fans somewhere else in the world anyway well i asked marissa to give me an icebreaker about um celebrity and she gave us the perfect one because today i wanted to talk about parasocial relationships Ooh, okay and i'm only working off of two sources it's not because like these are the only ones that gave me something that i thought was interesting but they seem to um the writers did a good job sort of pulling out all the stuff to talk about Pete's a good researcher. 
If it was me, my reason for only having two sources would be because I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One's from the Huffington Post, a writer, Brittany Wong. The other one is from Quartz, uh, a writer named Brianna Holt. Did you say Quartz? Q-U-I-R-K. Quartz? Quartz. Quartz, I guess like the stone. Oh, okay, okay. Now I'm just going to say Quartz. Quartz. (laughs) Quartz. 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 Okay, from Quartz. So the Huffington Post article starts like this. Zach Smith is a 37-year-old sales specialist who, generally speaking, is deeply uninterested in celebrity gossip. Still, when stand-up comedian John Mulaney announced his divorce in May, Smith was among the many fans who found themselves weirdly upset by the news. I don't know why I was so disappointed, but I guess it's because so much of Mulaney's persona is being that he that seemingly well-adjusted, professional-looking guy who still has insane things in his past. He spends all that time talking about the crazy shit in his past while talking about how lucky he is to have his wife. I related to that. But there was even more surprising news about Mulaney to come. Just three days after the divorce announcement, a source told People magazine that the comedian is dating actor, actor Olivia Munn. Oh, I know. And then back to this guy. Basically, this super relatable guy just up and announces he's walking away. And three days later, he's dating Olivia Munn, said Smith, still kind of surprised by the news um, at the time of the article uh, a week and a half later. That's cold, out of character, and blows the whole thing up. Yeah, that's how I felt when I found out that, what is his name, Will Arnett and Amy Poehler broke up. Yeah. I was just like, and now he's like dating this like hot young thing. Whenever someone cool is dating someone cool, or just like a funny lady is dating a really hot guy, I'm like, this gives me hope in the world. And then they keep getting divorced. Oh, the same with well, Chris Pratt. I didn't find hot. And I still don't. But when he was dating Anna Faris, right? Anna Faris, yeah. And then he, yeah, you were like, oh, that's two funny people. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, let me drop my funny wife for a boring hot woman. <laughs> Same with Chris Hardwick. I can go on and on. Continue. Smith and anyone else taken aback by the unexpected messiness of Mulaney's life had developed a parasocial or one-sided psychological attachment to the comedian without even realizing it. Mm. In 1956, social scientists Donald Horton and R. Richard Wool, who I feel like we talked about before, but anyway, um, Chris described an interesting phenomenon occurring among the increasingly TV-obsessed American public. Viewers were forming parasocial relationships, or the illusion of a face-to-face relationship, with performers, television or movie characters, radio personalities, even a favorite book character, could create this intimacy at a distance. But Wool and Horton specifically were interested in studying uh, viewers' relationships with TV news anchors. So I mean, you, I think do it with podcasters all the time now. Yeah. And when you think about, you know, this is when you think about uh, like whenever a newscaster has sort of gotten taken down, you know, for you know, they always come to stuff like, oh, America trusted this person and, you know, they presented the wrong call in a presidential race or something stupid like that. Um, and the whole thing is like, you know, why do you want this? person doing the news and it's because it's like oh that's a person that you can trust 
And it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's just a person who's reading the news <laughs> for an hour. Um, I know that there's more to the job than just reading the news for an hour, but a person who's reading the news for an hour and then going off and doing whatever they want. Yeah. So very, I like the news anchor thing. I, I really feel like is there was a guy who was on the news around here and I was like, it sucks. This poor guy, he seems like such a nice guy and he works with all these fake a-holes and it's like, <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> Maybe he's the fakest a-hole of them all. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, to your point, Marissa, like, Marissa and I both love the the podcast Dr. Game Show. Neither one of us would ever call it. Because we're afraid (laughs) of, of having that you know, fake uh, that that parasocial relationship, I guess, that we have with the hosts and the show in general. It's like if we called and they made fun of us, uh, we would. I don't know what we would do. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I've inter- in, I've interacted with them on, on social media at just like a very superficial level because that's the deepest I'll let it go before they could just you know never meet your idols is what they say. Yes, and even though you guys might not think so. Sorry if you're listening. When we had Blake Wexler on the podcast, we were both like, this guy, like, in our heads, he's like a famous comedian. Yeah. <laughs> and then we met him. Thank God he turned out all right. But at the same time, you know. He was so nice. Yeah. I'm so, in not fact, a, I'm so surprised, but. In fact, meeting him and talking to him actually took me in the other direction because I was like, He's so sharp and funny and, like, sometimes biting. He's got to be a cruel person in real life. <laughs> yeah, he's nicer than what he is on the podcast by far. I thought he'd be, like, making fun of people. He's, like, the sweetest person ever. Yeah. So, uh, if parasocial action interactions have increased with respect to interest in celebrity romance, maybe being stuck at home for a year makes those connections to the outside world more salient, said Tracy Gleason, a developmental fun a developmental psychologist (laughs) with an expertise in interpersonal relationships, both real and imaginary. So, um, the other thing that we're sort of talking about here could be a level of obsession or standship as well. Did Did you say what I thought you said? Yeah. Standship. Why did you say that? Music, because it was the best transition I could think of off the top of my head. Okay. Music journalist Nicholas Little, with D's, not T's in his last name, uh, describes a stan as someone who not only loves their artist, but will do anything and everything to make sure their artist continues to succeed, grow, and live their best life. He runs Queen... Radio B1, a fan handle with nearly 19,000 followers, focuses on showcasing the rapper Nicki Minaj. Okay. Uh, Little, who is 22, started listening to Minaj's music in, in middle school, uh, became a fan, blah, 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 began keeping up with her music. Um, I would skip class and act like I was going to the bathroom just to sneak to the computer labs and read more about her and listen to her music, he says. Although Minaj doesn't follow any of Little's fan accounts, the two have had a handful of virtual encounters. Little tells me that the rapper has retweeted his fan page several times, liked its tweets. 
Uh, she also follows his personal Twitter account, which, Ooh, you know, that's, that's even more validating, isn't right, it? Right, right. Little was once chosen to participate in a fan call during Minaj's radio show, giving him an opportunity to tell her personally about his fan accounts. His devotion earned him a $900 Fendi t-shirt and a personalized letter from the artist. He says, awesome. she thanked me for being a fan and it really just felt so special knowing that someone who has reached legend status and has such huge platforms truly sees the time we dedicate to her. Knowing that she knows I exist is just the most surreal thing to me. Nice. Is it, though? (laughs) Well, I would say that I try my best to never find any celebrities, like, what was I going to say? I don't... Well, I guess I would be nervous to see a celebrity. I don't know that I'd be starstruck because I think everyone should be seen at a human level. I don't think Nicki Minaj is so wild, queen bee status that she shouldn't be capable of acknowledging someone who puts so much time and effort. So meaning, I think it's nice, but I think that's what should happen. I don't think it's like, oh my God, she's a goddess who did that. Like, you should acknowledge your huge fans like that. But wait, why is it bad, do you think? The infatuation has sometimes become so impulsive that stands have threatened the lives of strangers on social well, media for criticizing the object of their fixation. By the way, guys, a $900 Fendi t-shirt, that is valued by, like, nobody real. <laughs> okay. It's a t-shirt. There is no t-shirt that is worth $900. I mean, I don't know. Rich people be cray. Uh, after criticizing Minaj's lyricism, writer Wanda Thompson was bombarded with messages from public and anonymous accounts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, including hate mail and even death threats. Some Minaj stands contacted her by phone and email to register their complaints. Wow. I was curious to know, person who's writing this article, how little the Minaj stand reacted to the situation. Surprisingly, he chose to stay out of it. I didn't feel like my opinion mattered and saw that several other people had already expressed my sentiments. I have learned that being a stan on Twitter, as being a stan on Twitter, um, that not everything needs a reaction. However, if I feel the need to, I will drag and drag until I can't say anything else. (laughs) One, nothing, or at least almost nothing on Twitter needs a response. Let that be known, buddy. (laughs) And, yeah, I read this fascinating piece in Bitch Magazine, yeah, Paper Magazine, about okay, someone who boomer. got... Okay, <laughs> Someone who got dragged by Ariana Grande stands just for reviewing the album yeah. <laughs> and not saying everything was wonderful. And the woman, like, Ariana Grande actually reached out to the woman or something and voiced her disdain for the review and the woman kind of was like can you tell your fans to calm down and ariana grande like didn't basically Mm -hmm. so it was this woman basically saying how ariana grande is a little bit off her show in terms of women empowerment because she couldn't be bothered to tell her stands to stop bullying one fucking reviewer and i think it kind of is the responsibility of the celebrity. I mean, you can't control your fans, but I do think you need to be like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, at the same time, there is something to that where, um, like, if you're a person who 
regularly uh, reviews like classic rock albums, you know, like, and you have to, your, your editor goes, well, you're going to review the new Ariana Grande. You're going to be like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, not everything needs to be perfect in everybody's eyes. And so, yeah, that's going to happen. But, um, this all Pre- takes me to, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. this all takes me to, um, a thing that I found that I thought was pretty funny. Um, there's one of these that's, that's attributed to an Instagram account called BTS Army 222777. Oh, don't get me started on BTS. <laughs> Which I love, but. And there's text in the graphic, and it's the Instagram, like, skinny font that they have. It says, sorry I haven't been posting on here a lot, guys. I started taking a mood stabilizer, and now I'm not obsessed with BTS anymore. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, and it's hilarious. There's another one. James McAvoy updates another Stan account. I'm done with this account. Thank you for all for the laughs, but I have no motivation to keep updating on James. This account was initially to help me uh, let my feelings out and sometimes rant, but my antidepressants have started working, and they helped me realize... This is the best part. They helped me realize I actually don't like James McAvoy as much as I thought I did. (laughs) Holy shit, Pete. So, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. The uh, First of all, you're like, well, what am I supposed to take out of this episode, Pete? Well, really, it was just putting a label on, um, on what you probably already knew existed. Like, Marissa being upset about Amy Poehler and Will Arnett. Like, I was also like, oh, that sucks. Like, sometimes celebrity news shows up in your feed and you're like, oh, that sucks. You know, like, if somebody dies, like, a celebrity dies, you go like, oh, that's a shame. But sometimes you're like, oh, shit, that sucks. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's not cool when anybody dies, I guess. I mean, let's put an asterisk on that one. But, (laughs) yeah, but, like, uh, at the same time, you know, if if you feel your sadness or your grief striking a little deep it could be that you have a parasocial relationship with with some of these celebrities and that you have determined that they are you know somebody that you know somebody that you can trust somebody that you um would want to sit down and have a beer with or something like that so you don't necessarily have to go around telling you know your family members you have a parasocial relationship with donald trump he actually hates you uh (laughs) but instead (laughs) You can have that understanding in your mind uh, that something like this exists. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel about, like, Steve Martin, even though I don't check news about him much. But I'm not ready for him to pass away at any point. And that's how I felt about Michael Jackson when he died. Um, that was that was rough stuff. Uh, shit, what was say something else? Parasocial. Oh, what I took out of the show is... I wonder how much more obsessed I would be of, of BT, like with BTS. Because I had a coworker that loves BTS, too, and she's around my age. And she's, like, hardcore into them. And I find myself liking to watch their new videos. And, and, and like, they McDonald's meals. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, oh, I want the McDonald's meal. But then when I saw there wasn't much to it, I was like, I'm not going to get it. And what I take out of that is if I was not on antidepressants, <laughs> how would that change my fandom? <laughs> 
The interesting thing, though, about parasocial relationships, and I sort of just totally missed this transition. You might be like, Pete, you're talking about a parasocial relationship, and then you started talking about stands. The the link that I missed is that, like, you can have basically that the parasocial relationship always benefits the celebrity uh-huh. because you, you know, in a in an extreme situation, that relationship can turn into fandom. Uh, and then you start a, you, Marissa, start, uh, or your coworker, a BTS, you know, fan Instagram account. And now what are you doing? You are helping spread the gospel of BTS, so to speak, <laughs> you know, like you have now become a person who's trying to put them out there even more and everything like that. So BTS is benefiting from your fandom and they don't actually have to know you or, you know, have a you know you don't have to see weaknesses or what have you um from these from these people or personas <laughs> and marissa and i have a very wrought historic relationship with personas <laughs> uh, that was a fun episode i'm Thank glad you. you enjoyed it marissa that's a pretty short one we only did 30 minutes i know um no, 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 that wasn't I, really, uh, that wasn't insulting you. That was like, we didn't ramble about things we're angry about, so that's probably why. Yeah, I had two full pages, and I thought it would be longer. But you know what, fans? No, no. Next week's going to be shorter, so suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, to- it's totally good. Plugs. Um, do you have any plugs? Um, sometimes Amazon tells me to watch shows that they made and uh-huh. i started watching the one called panic <laughs> oh i've heard of that what's what's it and i also admitted recently on the show that i do have this strange fascination with teen dramas recently <laughs> yeah and so for all intents and purposes this is a teen drama in which a uh, small town in texas has this year uh, this annual game which isn't sanctioned by the law or the community, just amongst the high school kids. Mm-hmm. And you have to do these increasingly dangerous challenges, uh, and people have died from playing the game in the past, and just stuff like that. So um, the show is kind of fun to watch and to sort of like see. You know, like the fundamental part of it is, if you win the game, they give you $50,000, and... Mm-hmm. With $50,000, you can get out of this town that you don't like in the first place. Yeah. So, small town of Texas. You you guys might be familiar with the term, jump the shark. And I don't always think that's a bad thing, but... <laughs> oh, no. There's one point in the show where this uh, woman who is sort of, like, helping the main character um, make a better life for herself, she goes, I think I'm ready to introduce you to the tiger. Oh, my God, what? And she has a tiger. And this woman rescues animals, so it makes sense that she might have a tiger. But it's also just like, what? Like, how dare you just drop a tiger into the middle of this this, (laughs) this teen drama and not expect me to go, oh, come on. Wait, are the games optional? Yeah, yeah, you you would volunteer to be in it and... uh, Nobody knows where the money comes from. Nobody knows who's behind it. Um, so it's kind of a fun show to watch, but it's low stakes, you know. 
again, you guys may have picked up. Um, Marissa asked me, I think earlier this week or last week, um, what's a show I can watch while I have, while I'm at work, uh, air quote at work, you know, since we're working from home and I could prattle off a list of them. I only gave her the one that I knew she would like, but, but like I go through seasons of shows like nobody's business. Cause I just kind of have it on all day. So that was one of them. It was easy to have on in the background and, uh, give it a shot. If you like melodramatic, silly stuff. <laughs> Well, the plot that Pete told me would, of course, lead me to ask the question, is it at all gory? I'm assuming not, but is it at all? Because you said these are dangerous games. No. um, The one kid who died shot himself in the head, but you don't see that. Okay. It's like one of the cop's sons. And uh, so he's like, I'm going to stop these games. Um but yeah, no, it's not really like a graphic violence show. It's more like a thrill type. Like one of the things is you have to walk across a plank that's like at the top of a water tower. And you're like, oh. really? Nobody fell off? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, so see, first of all, this is why Pete's the only one who I trust to tell me about shows. Because people have been way off as to what I can handle. And I am going to recommend something that no one is going to use. But it is my trusty website that I go to when I want to know if something's gory. <laughs> it is commonsensemedia.org, which is clearly for parents who don't want to show their kids questionable things because it tells me something about like drug use and stuff, which I don't give a shit. I just want to know if someone's getting their head taken off. Yeah. So if you have a problem with gore, Common Sense Media basically has a review for any movie. My aunt just recommended that I watch St. Maud. Uh, and yeah, thank you. And story <laughs> and something. Oh, I don't know. So I put it in Common Sense Media, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm not watching that movie." So it's it, also kind of boring. <laughs> oh really? I don't know. My family, like, not my, not my media family. My aunt like loved it. But uh, yeah, if you want to watch something, but you're a little bit squeamish like me, um, although again, this is a frame for parents uh this will just give you a rundown of every gory scene uh which is great because i don't want to know is it gory i want to know how gory it is and when because sometimes when i know that Mm -hmm. then i could watch the movie because i'll know where to close my eyes um so yeah that's that's the that's the lamest old (laughs) people plug i've ever had but just if anyone's squeamish like me there you go and if you are I am going to actually tell Marissa about the movie Spiral from the Book of Saw right after we've no done this episode. <laughs> like, no way! I'm not, I refuse to watch anything linked to Saw. <laughs> Did you but watch I am going to tell her a few things about it once we're done this okay. show, and we'll throw it up on the Patreon. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. You can call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. You can slide into my DMs at Riz Vandal. And thanks for listening. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.